Welcome once again to Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast from glorious Los Angeles. I feel like I have to say it every time. It's hot. It's, it's so not Alhambra. Hot. We got corrected. Oh, I told that last yeah, week. You remember? I said that we talked about it last week. Okay. I can't say glorious Alhambra. You can't. It's just over there, Alhambra. You could throw a rock to Alhambra from here. Yes. But we physically are located in Los Angeles. Yeah. The city of Los Angeles. I don't want to be like my dad and be that guy and go, hey, how about this heat? Uh, but it is hot. But we have this beautiful canopy for your viewing pleasure. Field looks amazing. Team trained. And folks, obviously Vince LaRosa, Max Bretos, we have... The goods. The goods. This is, guess-wise, the best show we have ever put together. And we have a very high bar, as you know, for our loyal listeners. But coming up, we will speak to John Thorrington about the big moves that were made, not just Gareth Bale. Obviously, that's going to talk. That's going to be the majority of our conversation here. But also Georgia Chiellini and Carlos Vela, who has re-signed through the end of 2023. We will then be talking to Carlos Vela about staying oh, in really? Los Angeles. We did. Finally. Finally, only took uh, four plus years. We four got plus him. years, we got him. We peppered around, but we were very respectful, right? How? Let's talk about this process. We mm-hmm. was there, and we we're like, yeah, we'd like to keep in space. He's by the way, he's so gregarious here. He says hi to everyone. He's everyone's best he waved friend. waved us. He was a good twenty yards away because he had to do something else before he came to us. And, and he said, "You finally before, had me on." Before he sat down, he waved, <laughs> gave the thumbs up, and we were like, "Oh, he's just doing that to be like, hey, I said hi. We don't have to. I don't have to come over there." But he came, came, sat down. Uh, He's an open book. If you want to talk to him, he will listen to you. We, I had a 10-minute free-for-all about Luis Miguel with Carlos Vela, one of my finer moments since I've been employed here mm-hmm. at LAFC. Uh, I didn't offer a lot. I like Luis Miguel, but I don't know the songbook that well. But, but he Carlos, wanted to go. He was in tour. Back to front? Pretty well. I just think he enjoys Luis Miguel, like many other things. By the way, the Menudo, not that Luis Miguel and Menudo have anything together, the Menudo documentary on HBO Max, recommend. Check it out. All right, I'll check it out. So it's I good. will check it out. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> well, Ooh, I mean, we, there's so many ways to go. And it's, well, we gotta, it's not we, like this hasn't happened with the club before, but not to this extent. Like, no, there's this, been a lot, a lot of exciting moments, but I think this, this week, or like I was telling you, this kind of sprint to the Galaxy match is going to be one of the craziest times in the history of this club. Now, all due respect to Carlos Vela, who is the figure of this club and will be for the foreseeable future. Uh, all due respect to... The, the groundbreaking where we, of the stadium, or the news, I should say, not so much the actual stadium mm-hmm. being open for business. But this is the biggest news item that this club has been involved with. And when you mention that for LAFC, it would apply to this league. Uh, when you think of the great signings, David Beckham obviously is very special because he was the first. Mm-hmm. Um, Gareth Bale, I don't think many would argue, is probably a, a, a superior talent in many ways to any player that has come through here. I'm not saying he is going to be the best player in the league, but talent-wise, uh, I don't know if he has an equal. And that's what makes this so massive in so many ways. Mm-hmm. In addition, when you add about the means that he came here, where it was, Vince, nobody knew. We no. talked to Tom Bogert yesterday. Incredible. Nobody knew. He said that Gareth Bale told Cardiff City that it was going to go to LAFC, and Cardiff City kept their lips right. sealed. Nobody knew until LAFC had a video out saying they were going to do it. People started a flurry, and lo and behold, it happened. Yeah, I mean, there are clubs that will try to torpedo moves just by, like, oh, you're not coming here? Well, what if we just leak it and see what happens, see if that muddies the waters a little bit? I would do that. (laughs) Hey, you didn't, though. (laughs) Torpedo. I mean, I I found out, like, less than 24 hours before it was going to happen, and I was still like, wait, what? No. Really? No. No. 
And to I your found point, out a little bit beforehand. Yeah, and I think, and I remember doing. Sir, I put, I put Bail LAFC. Nothing. nothing, nothing. Something I, from 2020 came up. It was almost. It seemed like for most people, and that's why there's a lot of salty uh, Cardiff fans. And hey, we welcome you to watch our games. MLS. Our is club a is your club. Yes, we we now have. We a, welcome all you know, the Welsh. Your, your favorite son of Wales. Um, it would seem like it was a done deal. He was going to go to Cardiff, and that's why it was. It seemed like it's it flew under that radar. Like that laid down a blanket you could get underneath. But to your point, yeah, Beckham, he's the first one, so in a lot of ways he'll always get that. I think Carlos is in the conversation as a player that came. He was 28 years old when he signed yeah. um, at the height of his career. But Robbie Keane. Robbie uh, Keane. Guy, uh, when it initially happened, <laughs> Stevie Gerrard. Stevie Gerrard, you know, Andrea Pirlo, uh, Andrea Pirlo Donnie Villa. David Villa. Who's the Italian that went to Toronto? Why am I drawing a blank? So Sebastian Giovinco. Obviously, Lorenzo Insignia, his, his entire, the fanfare for that. And look, he still got a great, uh, he arrived in Toronto and they had a great uh, reception for him. But uh, he's probably feel, feeling like, hey, man, I didn't get my moment because I, I got announced so soon I didn't show up. But Gareth Bale, the, the point I'm trying to make is he's 32 and he's, he's just a player that literally has everything in his locker. Free kicks, curlers, left foot, power. Headers, dribbling. Uh, I mean, what can what can you like? What can't he do? You say free kicks, yeah. Free kicks. Yes. Uh, it's it's really remarkable. Now, what makes it uh, I mean, because we we saw when Twitter happened and everyone's excited and some people are like ah, thirty three. First of all, thirty three is not over the hill. Thirty two. Well, thirty two, but he's right. It's not even thirty three. But it's it's not over the hill. Things have changed, kiddos. Mm -hmm. uh, athletes are playing to their mid thirties and playing very well. Messi, Ronaldo. I just saw Rafa Nadal, you know, beating up the kids in uh, Wimbledon. Uh, Tom Brady. All these athletes are doing. It's it's a different. I mean, guys can play to their 40s now, so that's not really an issue. The other one is he's still in love with the game, mm -hmm. and we spoke to John Thornton. He'll shed some light on that as well. But it is a it's a situation where um, he has been adamant about this guy has been misperceived in that situation. But also, if you need any more ammunition on that. It's a World Cup year, and Wales are back in the World Cup. He, <laughs> this is it. This is immensely important for him, his country, his teammates. This is where he is going to prepare for the World Cup. So you're going to see, I would imagine, the best Gareth Bale. Yeah, John, we, we're going to have John, and we've already done the interview with John. So alluding to it, John will break it down, the motivation of the player, uh, the talks that they've had, and then also the philosophy of the club, because I do think that has become an issue for a lot of people because they feel like, maybe something has changed and john will tell you how it hasn't um, this has always been a feature of the club it's just this was the time that it actually all lined up because they had a very specific vision so while it seems like things have changed it's really just because the vision was so sharp and focused that they weren't going to vary from it and so that's why you haven't seen it happen sooner they want to win trophies and they have an opportunity for a lot right now they were will project to be the supporter shield Two supporter shields are better than one, even though it's the same one. It gets you into CONCACAF Champions It gets Champions you into CONCACAF Champions League, which we've talked about as a very agreeable tournament. The Mexican side is lacking the powerhouse clubs, and I'm not saying that Pachuca or Atlas can't compete at that level, but America or Cruz Azul can throw money at this mm -hmm. Champions League, more so than these other clubs, which can give them the edge. So CONCACAF Champions League, this is the year to get into it. LAFC know that, and obviously MLS Cup as well so uh this is the beginning of it's gonna this is not a passing thing this euphoria that we're feeling from gareth bale and carlos vela in, in the fold and giorgio chiellini here who's going to be in la here very shortly this is going to have staying power 
for this club, even if they the results aren't there right away. It's going to be right. every, all eyes are on this, getting media requests from everywhere, and that's going to continue. They're already they're all signed till 2023 at the at the minimum, right? Bale is actually the one that will go to the summer and then has an option to make it longer. But Giorgio's through 2023, Carlos is through 2023. Bale's option could push him through 2024. So it. There's just a lot to love, and, and again, to Max's point, it's with an eye towards, yes, of course, Sporter Shield now, MLS Cup now, because those are the next two trophies ahead of us. However, it's also with an eye towards CONCACAF Champions League, two winning farther down the line. Like, this is not a, uh, hey, let's just get this together. I know I was telling some people, they go, what, what's it feel like? I go, in some ways, and you hope it doesn't quite end up this way, it does feel like, remember when the Lakers got Carl Malone and Gary Payton, and they yeah. were like, man, we're an incredibly, immensely talented team with Shaq, with Kobe. Unfortunately, it didn't go well against the Detroit Pistons. Still uh, but fun to watch. It was still fun to watch. And, and I will say this, like, hey, that's sports. Like, this is not a, uh, a slam dunk that they're going to win Supporters Shield and MLS Cup. They're still going to have to perform, and that's why it's important. And that's why a lot of people are probably asking questions, well, where does Gareth play? Uh, who sits out? I always love those questions because it's like, once you get to the level that LFC is, and like I said, they want to win all the trophies, be in multiple competitions, there will be playing time for all these guys. Right. And with Gareth and with those people's concerns about them being older, it gives you a chance to play him in games with that fit his, uh, you know, fit what you want for his, for his plan, for his fitness plan. Uh, we talked about how only two games remain on turf. One of them will be out of the way this weekend. This weekend. So they, got, they will only have one match on turf. And if all things go well, because of the way they're playing, that will be the only match on turf. Because you, if you win the Supporter Shield, MLS Cup goes through you. You will get to play on grass. You don't even have to sniff the turf. Don't even think about it. And so No long road trips. No long. They already did the Florida trip. Longest road trip is Nashville. Nashville, which they have. Which I, a, a subplot that I, I mentioned about the World Cup euphoria is we are going to, you know, Wales play the United States in that first World Cup game on uh, June 21st. We're all locked in. You're going to see Gareth Bale versus Walker Zimmerman. I mean, right. You talk about the intel and every just an illuminated matchup. There's not a dull minute from this point forward through the end of the season. Are you trying to say LAFC's actively helping Wales? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> well, of course we are. Rob Page, the coach, is like, all right, Gareth, what did you see? And he's like, no more Welsh accents. I you, promise that. Yeah, don't. please don't do it. But I, I would think Rob Page would be looking at this and go, of all the landing places he could have been, yeah. LAFC with the football that they play. Better than Cardiff City. Yeah. All due respect. And not, not in the championship where it gets pretty. Yeah, mm. that, yeah you might get an old two-footer. Maybe not to say that won't happen here. but mm -hmm. the, the level of football, the ideas that will be going through Gareth's head as he shows back up to Wales at, at the end of November or in the friendlies, I think he's going to be pretty, pretty happy with because that's always a concern. Your national team, and it goes both ways, more so with the club team, because the club team, right, most of these guys go to their national team. They don't train as much. It's kind of just, hey, we've got a collection of guys. There's some small ideas on the table. But then when they return to their club, they have to retrain them, reprogram them back. But I would say that Rob Page would probably look at it and go, good, sure, good. So we talked about some of the pitfalls that are out of the way for LAFC that will help Gareth Bale, probably more so Giorgio Chiellini. You also have to look at uh, how they're going to be used. To me, and... July 8th, the Galaxy game is the first one. Uh, neither is going to start that game. Uh, they're going to build into that. Well, what a, Maybe they don't even play in that game. Yeah. They'll, I mean, they'll be there. I'm assuming they'll be on the bench just to be able to take that first couple minutes in. But the reason I say that is let us not forget LAFC are the best team in MLS right. record-wise offensively. Mm -hmm. They are playing very well. Mm -hmm. So 
you have the luxury of bringing them in at your convenience, your pace. Ramping now, up their fitness, making ramping sure up that they're fitness. ready to go. Because, again, they're going to want to play. Yeah. They're here to play. Well, like John said, can... it's not about being first place in June. There you go. But what do you think? I mean, I think it's going to be a slow burn for these guys. And then maybe sub appearances. And then I think in that's... the right situation, you get them in there. That's, it also depends on the performance of others in front of them, obviously. That's where the smart money goes. Yeah, and Will, Will said when we had him with Georgia, Georgia was like, I'm not coming here just to automatically take someone's position. i got to play into that, and i got to show, prove that if I'm starting, it's because I deserve to start. It's not because I'm named Giorgio Chiellini, and that's a great attitude to have. And he's one of the few players that, I, when they say that, I really believe him. I know a lot of guys give you lip service, but Giorgio's a smart guy, and he really understands the dynamics of locker rooms and how, how him showing up, already changes things whether for good or bad it, it changes right changes natural you'll feel it immediately but he understands he has to kind of wait his way in slowly get to know the guys he, they've been here first and he's saying all the right things but yeah i think if if lfc are being smart about it and they are saying all the right things it's all about our sports science staff how they look at these guys how they come in we'll we'll make sure that they're ready for peak times which is not just mls cup but for Gareth, I think those conversations probably happen. We want we want you to be peaking at MLS Cup, which will then have you peaking when you go to the World Cup. It just makes it just makes sense. So I, I agree with you. There's no reason to just go, eh, there's there's supreme football players. Let's just throw them out there and see what happens. Don't that do raises that. the bar for everyone because everyone wants to play and they know what's what. But we've also spoke to John and and Will Coons about how excited the players were when they were told mm -hmm. that these two players were coming. And then the addition of Carlos Vela. So we, we talked to Carlos, so we'll hear it in his own words. But this is where he wanted to be, as he's you happy, touched man. on. He's happy. All this talk about going to Mexico or going back to Spain because you know, his wife is from there. This is a place where they're, I don't know, I've never asked him this, but he said it as much. But they're comfortable, but you could see why there is that comfort level, especially for a player like that. Um, watching them, we're gonna, sorry. I was going to say, I don't care who you are, moving sucks. Moving sucks. Moving sucks. L.A. with a little chichi is a nice place. It's but good without still. it. But still, moving sucks. I whether you get movers, whether you get older, whether you're in the tax here. bracket that Carlos Vela is in, it just sucks. Especially when you've got young children, uh, moving your family, and 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 as it, he'll he'll talk about it. He'll talk about how much kind of the weight is lifted off his shoulders, knowing he doesn't have to do that, and his family's in a, a place where they feel comfortable and happy. Well, uh, how do you real quick look? Because we're going to talk a little bit about the Red Bulls, a, mi a little mini preview of FC Dallas, because many mm -hmm. of you may be listening to this after the game on Wednesday night. It's on Fox. Fox took that game from our local Thieves. broadcast. But no, but look, if they waited, <laughs> I know. They waited to July or August. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, it'll be on uh, FS1, I believe. So check it out there. Um, big game. FC Dallas are really good in the West. Mm -hmm. uh, Carlos Vela, Gareth Bale, Brian Rodriguez, Chicho Arango, Mahala, um, Danny, Danny Masovsky. All these guys that fit in there. But uh, let's just talk about the trio we saw with the Red Bulls, Mahala. Vela, Brian Rodriguez, Chicho comes in and scores the goal, mm -hmm. and now Gareth Bale fits in. There's a lot of options. Perhaps the most popular outlook for folks is um, Vela in the middle, which we'll talk a little bit about, mm -hmm. and maybe Bale on the left, Brian on the right, maybe they interchange. That's really exciting, but that's not the only option. What, no. How would you... Let's just talk about Bale and Vela, how you see those two operating together. Yeah, the different looks that you get. I think even Bale can play nine a little bit. What's interesting about a lot of those guys, actually pretty much all of those guys, because even Danny Musovsky, who's not a natural winger, has been playing some wing. They can all fill in the gaps, fill in the position, go with the flow of the game. If Carlos Vela goes out wide, Gareth Bale can come through the middle. Chicho Rongo can go through the middle. He can go wide. Carlos can go through the middle. I think that will continue. But 
what I'm really excited about, and I think we'll see it for try a couple times, is what you just brought up. I like Carlos as a bit of a false nine dropping off because if those center backs are baited even one step and, Car and Carlos can turn and then Gareth is already on the run or Brian's already on the run, you're just dinking balls over like we saw in that, that Red Bull game. And that is an incredible weapon. Uh, it's something that LAFC's done more so this year, being direct that way and understanding, look, at the space is there, just take it and let the guys like this that have supreme talent, like Brian Rodriguez, and again, we'll talk about it in the game, let them get out and run. Open up their legs and see what they can do because th those guys in space with defenders running towards their own goal, nightmare. Every single one of them. I, I mean that for I mean that from top to bottom, not just Gareth Bale. You don't want Danny Masovsky running at you when you're backing up into your 18. You don't want Mahalo running at you when you're backing up into your 18. Oh, is he Tajuri Shradi? He's going to be ready chomping God, at God, we, we forgot him because he's been injured, but he's getting close to being full fitness. It's incredible. And we'll talk more about it. We'll have plenty of time here. We don't want to. Uh, what do you like? What, do you, what, what would you be your front three? I think that's. I would like Brian and Bale flanking Carlos. And I think I saw it in the Red Bull game because Carlos Vela. And let's talk about the Red Bull game. Yeah. Let's pivot there because we're going we're gonna to approach the games a little differently. Three things that stood out to us. And one of them is Carlos Vela in that fake nine situation. Uh, the 2019 Vela where he's all, all conquering. He's adjusted. He's such an important player to, to this team still. But we saw him. Really deft touch getting teams moving, getting the touches going where they can transition a lot quicker, whether it's a counterattack, whether it's from their own play in the back. We saw it there. He certainly saw it in the first goal. And with the arrival of Bale, it seems like something that we probably should get accustomed to seeing with more frequency. Although it's always up to this team to change the looks. That's mm -hmm. part of their MO. It's just second half kind of changed, now. obviously, when you bring Chicho Arango in. I, I think that that Red Bull game was a very good test run because that first half, despite not being able to score, Carlos, Carlos's ability, and this is always with any false nine, you have to do both. It's not like, uh, you know, people think false nine, it's always dropping in. No, no, no. You have to occupy the center backs at times, but then understand when you have a superiority in midfield and you can drop in and receive and be available, then you have to do it. And I think what was really, really good to see in this game was Carlos was picking those moments all the time. Like, he was not... These, these weren't 50-50s that he was getting. He was dropping in to give himself a yard of space and then able to turn, get a good touch, and go. And I think that's where, when he has a good game as a false nine, it's, it's the, in the availability. If he knows he can get the ball to feet. But also, I've watched him a few times. There was times where he was right dead in the center of those center backs, yeah. holding them in place because the ball was wide to a winger or whatever. He recognizes the game. There were those he, moments. He recognizes the ability to that he is also a threat. Hey, if they're going to give you something right up the middle, right up the seam, Carlos is going to take it. He's not afraid to do that. So I think that's where maybe just the false nine position is misunderstood in general. But it's where Carlos, when he plays it at the highest of levels, he is he's threatening you both ways. Um, so that's, that's where, if I think about Gareth, but like you said, a guy comes in like Chicho, and Carlos starts to drift a little bit. Carlos was playing almost like a 10 uh, in that second half when they got those goals. And then he started going wide again, so... Just so many different looks. And that's what I, I love about this team is it's very different. We even have Steven Press Conference saying, you know, there's going to be times where we can play a game where it's going to be super hot for whatever reason or, or the style that Red Bull plays. And we got to know that we have to sit back and maybe we should counter. Cause, and he goes, because we can counter. We have very good guys that can counter. And they have that now in their locker where it's not just something that, like, on the fly they're figuring out. Like, Steve can actually say to them, hey, guys, in this game, if these moments occur, you're going to have to do this. And I think that that's, that's here. And, and Jordan Harvey has told us it's something that's not just talked about. It's worked on. The patterns of play are worked on exactly where the guys are supposed to be worked on. So it's, it's ingrained in them. Also in, in touch with Steve Trundle, he talked about how he likes noon kickoffs, which is the first time I ever heard that. Weirdo. 
Yes, he's, he, he says he, he likes the rest of Sunday. With all due respect to my, that my was best strange. friend. No, no. I also told him he's my my favorite head coach. He goes, well, you don't know any other head that's coaches. I go, that's he not true. Of, he knows a lot of head coaches. And uh, that, that, you talked about the different looks, and that will bring us to the next point, and it's a, a counterattacking situation. I watched the game on Sunday. It wasn't this extravaganza of attacking Swerve and beautiful. It, it was a grind at times, mm -hmm. but it was an effective grind. And playing against the Red Bulls, which you also talked to, you talked to Steve, uh, they make it very difficult for you. Sure. They make it hard for you to play the way they want to play, that you want to play. So they were resourceful at LAFC, and they right. found a way, and they waited for the, the Red Bulls to push in, tuck in, got that ball, and then a couple touches, the ball over the top to Brian, and then this beeline run from the heavens from Chiqui Palacios would lead to that second goal. It just showed you if if you take the bait, if you come in too, too much, this isn't the old LAFC that will get back into their, their blocks and build up. Mm -hmm. They can hit you, and we saw it. And that's exactly how the Red Bulls would have done it, over the top, mm -hmm. come across. I think if you're going to be effective against Red Bull, every game that you play against them has to kind of ebb and flow. Because the game did start, I thought LAFC actually had a pretty hot start. They, they had purpose. Uh, they were going at Red Bull, but couldn't quite create, craft that perfect opportunity, right? And then Red Bull said, hey, you guys want to run? We can run. Like, let's do this. And the pace of the game maybe ticked up to a level to where I, I think Steve would probably even say, that's not what I want to do with my team against this Red Bull team because then you're, you're getting in a fight with them that you know they love it. They get down and dirty. That's what they want to do. And I think the second half is when we saw that adjustment where it was like, guys, if we can stay back, we can stay a little compact, uh, we, can, we can force the space because we know that Red Bull is not going to stay back. They want to push forward. There's going to be opportunities for us. And that's where the change kind of happened. And to your point, the counterattack. I mean, that's second goal. The first goal, not quite a counterattack, although it happened. I think that's about the directness uh, and the willingness to say, we don't need to make it look pretty. Just one pass over the top. Chicho, thank you. Done and dusted. The second goal, though, that starts off a Red Bull corner. That Then we pick up the ball feet from our goal line. Out ball to Brian. Brian, get out and run. And I love seeing Brian, the ability to put the defender under pressure, saying, I could take this myself if you want, but then the composure. This has been the, the change for Brian this year. That final product is there. The composure to slide it. I mean, it was two passes. One to Brian, slide it to Cheeky, then Cheeky Second making it a 60-yard run and, and understanding. I mean, it's funny to say that that's an unselfish run because obviously he gets the goal, but anytime you run 60 yards, there's no, there's no saying you're going to get that ball. He, there was no one around him. He just dusted them. And I right. guess that's a good uh, pivot to the, the next uh, takeaway from the game, and that's the fullback play. And it, it stood out to me because fullbacks are, are there to be seen on those uh, on a, attacking runs. Maybe they'll, they'll tuck back. And sometimes you don't even see the fullbacks because they stay home a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, when I watched that game, I saw fullbacks involved in everything. Chiqui Palacios, Franco Escobar, Ryan Hollingshead to a lesser degree when he came in. They were a big part of the buildup. They combine so much with the players with inside them. They are never static. They can be attacking players. They can be defenders. It to me, when you like, if you had a, a and this is unofficial, but if you had a, a kilometer, a mile tracker on these guys. Sorry, I was in Europe. The metric system got wow. hold of me. Uh, it goes that fast. <laughs> it goes that fast. I'm sorry. What are they I'll, in have the water? English, I'll have an English accent here before too long. Uh, no, please don't. We already that, we already ventured into that territory in LAFC three. Those guys would Monday. be at the top of the tracker. Yes, and it, Steve made that point. They do a lot of the dirty work that gets uh, doesn't get acknowledged by a lot of people because, to your point. There's just so much of it. Uh, it's tough to keep track of all of it. So it's nice when they get the reward like Cheeky does to get an actual goal. But you were right, man. They weren't just hanging back, but they were smart. 
they were smart about when they when they opened up and when they got forward. I felt like they were really good at being that safety valve. As as Red Bull got sucked to one side, they would stay deep and then keep that space in front of them and allow their teammates to play in that space and then they go forward. They didn't leave themselves uh, exposed too often. There was a few times where Jesus David Murillo and Sebastian Ibiaga had to go 1v1 and they know that. Sebastian has told us that. You, you know when you come here to LAFC that at points you're going to be in that position. So you don't even worry about it. You just know that you got to be a part of it. And he said, if you're, if you're a modern center back, you relish it in a lot of ways. And they, and they did. But I think those center backs, like you said, they stitched the team together, moving the ball from left to right, getting it to the free man, getting it to the man that he's facing upfield, his hips are opened up and he's going forward. Cheeky, obviously, is a little bit more of the attacking one. Franco kind of balances the ship a little bit more. But man, Franco was getting at it. That shot that Cornell saved. playing a lot, yeah. That shot that Cor I mean, that was a flash reflex save. I would say that that's one of the better saves I've seen because he just kind of threw his hand up there and was like, oh, I got lucky. We Franco ripped that one, and that was going top shelf. We want to get to the guests. So uh, John Thorrington, Carlos Vela, in case you didn't hear us at the top of the show, coming up real quick on FC Dallas. A couple keys I know we, we discussed is going at those defenders yep. because they've been leaky Make defensively lately, and it's not the strong point. You don't want Dallas to be kept too busy with the guys they have at the other end. And, look, this is a not a very deep team. Red Bulls, they had missed some key players. LAFC punished them for it. You do the same thing here. You have that depth. You're going to have more depth. You punish these opponents when you get a chance, so you make it a 90-minute game if you have to. Dallas reminds me a bit of the LAFC team tw coming out of pandemic 2020-21, where they love to play with the ball. And when they, you let them play with the ball, they they can hurt you. They're very dangerous, but, man, they don't love to defend, per se, um, because they're a young team, I think. Yeah. You gotta, you, those, those ways kind of settle in a little bit. You know, They're naturally gifted in attacking, but if you can force them to defend for large chunks of that match, uh, they can capitulate. Um, and they can do it late, too, which is, again, another sign of a younger team to not be able to kind of close out games. But I, I still want to point out, they can hurt you. Paul, Paul Ariola is, and, and Jesus Ferreira. They're amongst early, the top scorers in the league. Early MVP candidates. Yep, either um, one. You, they have to get some, I, I would say, at least in the top five of MVP candidates. Uh, so they, they can hurt you. you got to kind of weather that a little bit. But as we pointed out, LAFC now has different ways to play. They can play a little counterattacking. I would just say... It's a nightmare for opponents. I wouldn't want Dallas to have so much of the ball where they build into it. I think if you go at them a little bit, that's when they're a little bit more vulnerable. Wednesday night, we've, we've talked so much. It's, I told you it was going to be an action-packed podcast. Coming up next, we'll sit with John Thorrington. We'll sit with Carlos Vela. Only on Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Back here on Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Thrilled to be joined by LAFC co-president and general manager, John Thornton. Uh, what's been going on? It's been a pretty quiet week, no? Yeah, not much. <laughs> happy, to, uh, happy to spend some time with you guys, though. Should we get into it, or can I ask this get question? Because a lot of people keep talking about it, and it's just fun to bring up uh, if you're an LAFC fan. There's still an open DP slot, so you guys aren't done. Uh, so, like, your week has been crazy, but I'm guessing it's just going to keep going. Yeah, what I'd say is that if we are done, we're content with the group. And, and I think if we don't make another decision, it'll just mean that, that, that the opportunity to improve what we feel is a strong group didn't present itself. Having said that, we do have some exciting options that we are analyzing, and we do have the, the resources, the spot available to make a decision if we feel the right player comes in that can help improve the group. Gareth Bale, Giorgio Chiellini, uh, Carlos Vela, all now with uh, different lengths of commitments to the club here. I want to start with Gareth Bale and just your reaction when this idea first sprung up that it could be a possibility. A penny for your thoughts, how, 
How was that for Keep you? Keep in mind, we had Kuntz on to talk about Chiellini, so we had a pretty epic story <laughs> for all that going back years and years. So His brother. I, I know you guys uh, are competitive. I don't have to wait podcast. for the World Cup. No, I, I will not enter the fray and compete with that story. Oh. But, yeah, I think for this one was – and it's actually a good example of how different every negotiation and process goes. We have some players here that we scouted for two years before bringing them here. Look, Gareth Bale and Keelan are not players you scout, right? It's something that happens. And I put this in that category of opportunism, that if these opportunities do present themselves, have you managed your roster, your budget, et cetera, in such a way that you can strike when you can? And in both these cases, thankfully, we could. So contrary to Giorgio, which a seed was planted a few years ago, I did. All, I was always aware, and it's not atypical when you hear a – player like Gareth Bale say yeah one day I want to go to the that can mean very different things but I was always aware of that and then as I think now is well known as soon as Wales qualified and interestingly I haven't said this before I did hear on the commentary somebody in the commentary of the game I haven't been watching the game against Ukraine said something about well what's Gareth Bale going to do for six months and I did think to myself like hang on like maybe I don't know and then sure enough Right when the game ended, Patrick McCabe, who is the agency's representative here in the States, sent me a text. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about bail? And I then have to go through and clear the path with discovery rights, et cetera, which we did. And then I was connected with his representative, Josh, in the UK. We started talks. Um, you always hear it's not about money. I don't think any player ever, even if it is about money, says it's, 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 it's about it is about the money. And But it was right. He, he was absolutely genuine, very transparent in the conversation, as were we. It was not – these are not negotiations where you're playing games. It was simply this is the opportunity. This is why we think it may make sense for Gareth, but only if he agrees. And, Gareth, what do you need out of this next step? What do you think you need for the preparation, for your best preparation for the World Cup? And, thankfully, we fit exactly what he was looking for. You don't – generally get into this fray because you don't have social media lucky you uh, but I think a lot of even LAFC fans are wondering is this a change in personality because they felt like these are players that we don't the player profile the ages specifically don't normally bring in uh, could you could you talk to that because I, I don't think that it is as you said it's about being opportunistic so I'm, I'm yeah. guessing that you you know went out there and tried to get other players that that fit in this way and if it doesn't work you don't break your philosophy and that's why maybe it's happening now as opposed to two years ago, one year ago, whenever it could have happened. Yeah, I mean, I have, and this is going back years, I always thought that these opportunities would come about. I did know because I traveled to Europe and I walk in, I remember in 2017 walking into, um, I was visiting Man United and they let me come through and I was talking and the Spanish-speaking players were all there and their director was, oh, this is John Thornton, he's the you know, the, the general manager of LAFC, all of them, my next club. You know, so I know that that interest is out there, but the ability to analyze how that fits in with our financial model and how we play on the field, that's always been sometimes a tough needle to thread. In these cases, it, it wasn't that, and these opportunities did come about. You have two guys that understood what LAFC presents to them in a unique way, right? It's not... European Champions League football, but it's an opportunity to win something really special. And I think more importantly, it's to make a really big impact on the sport in this country for this club, for some of our young players to say, 
I know how seriously Giorgio, as an example, takes it when Bonucci says, you made my career. And for him to think, and he's been watching all of our games, to think, what if Fall is that next guy? Mm. And Fall is saying, Giorgio, thank you. And I think Giorgio really likes that. And then when you take Gareth, he's 32 years old. He's just played some very important games for Real Madrid. He's played in the, he's captained the most important games in his country's recent history. And for us, it made total sense for us to do this. And it is not a departure. It is not like five years ago, I would have said no to these opportunities, just they weren't there. Mm -hmm. And so now they are. And I think that's not a testament to me or any one thing. It is a testament to what this club has done for four years to, to get the attention of these guys to where that text, when Gareth Bale's thinking it comes to LAFC, right? That's something that is testament to everything about our club, supporters, owners, players, staff, everything. And, and that is why these are possible. Hence uh, why LAFC can use TAM deals to get these players because of that clout that the club has created. That's an interesting story you say about that's my next club where you talk about those guys at Manchester United. Uh, Carlos Vela fits into this. He is re-up now to the end of 2023, and it's a different situation for him. So how do you see this new LAFC and, and where Carlos Vela sits and why this is always the right place for him? Yeah, look, it's, it's no secret. Carlos has been the most important player in the history of our club, and at times he has been the best player. Well, I should say at times. He has been the best player in the history of this league. In my, not my, I, I will state that. I think the season he had and what he has shown in Champions League and what have you. Now, I do, uh, it, we're not hiding the fact that um, there have been some injuries that have prevented, have precluded him from showing that week in, week out. What I think is really exciting is the way we have built around Carlos and we have a staff that will manage him to get the best out of him. Carlos can play five different positions at the highest level. And so for us, what it has now been about is what types of positions and how do we need to manage Carlos in a way that we see him making plays like he did for the first goal against New York on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And for us, Carlos is very happy here. His teammates love having him here as the face of this club, and we are really grateful that will continue. I think we even joked last year that if he had to, Carlos could play the six, and he could probably pull it off in, in a way that... I'm not going to agree with that. I think that's anything further forward... Okay. I'm just saying, I think he's a smart player. Eight, he's eight, got a touch. 10, he, he nine, things. Uh, seven, But 11. something that you touched on, how has Carlos changed as a person in, in those negotiations? Because I'm assuming that first negotiation was very different than even the recent extension compared to this extension. So how has he kind of matured and understood his legacy? Because you just said... He is the most important player in this club's history, but how does he understand that? So I think that's a totally fair assumption, but honestly, he hasn't changed. Carlos is who he is, and that was the same the first go-round through. We, had a, we did alter his contract after his first year um, and gave him, spiced it up a little bit for him uh, as a reward. And then now this was obviously the big renegotiation. But Carlos is Carlos. He's very clear. My relationship with him was never affected. Steve's relationship with him was never affected. He was clear he wanted to be here. We were clear we wanted him to be here and to continue. And from that moment on, I feel like it was just ironing out details. But Carlos is an incredibly likable guy. I feel like he's very misunderstood. He's a really likable guy that we love having here. With all these news, if we bundle it into a package, uh, creating quite a euphoria, how did you see that from your perspective? Uh, not only when the first news that Gareth Bale was going back to Giorgio Chiellini, but then Gareth Bale, which no one saw coming, 
to the Carlos Vela. How do you see that with all the euphoria? Did it take you by surprise? Is it what you expected? Yeah. Nobody, including me, saw it coming. I think that that's that's an important thing. These are the types of things that you don't... So much of this is very calculated, but the only way I could say this was calculated was how we manage things in order to be able to execute on this, right? But, yeah, it's it's been a complete whirlwind, I'll be honest, ever since Saturday morning. Um, the negotiation was not, you know, was time-consuming, but well worth it with all three of these guys. But then Saturday morning, and it's just been this whirlwind of, you know, these sort of additive pieces of news that, that, that are coming. And it's an incredibly exciting moment for LAFC. I think we, what's important to note, again, is that we have a really strong group here that we really believe in. And then we believe that these players and men will be complementary pieces to help this group get even stronger and hopefully... We are not just celebrating a press conference like we did Saturday, but we're actually uh, celebrating come the end of the year. And that, that's why we're making these decisions. When we talk with you about these things, it's never about just this moment, though. You always say, like, we have an eye to what's the next step, what's the future. And Max and I have been talking about it. Uh, we want to get back into that CONCACAF Champions League. Um, and I think a lot of people are looking at this and they're saying it's MLS Cup or bus. And I get it. That's the next kind of trophy on offer other than the Supporter Shield. But what, what is the eye to the future? The, this group, is it a group that you're, you feel like you're going to have to make a lot of changes in, in the following season? Or can we keep these guys together if they, in fact, mesh the way you want them to and continue to make a run through that CONCACAF Champions League, if that's what comes on offer? Yeah, it's a good question. I do think if we're looking at what decisions we'll make in December, I think there are already some things that we have to plan for that we expect to happen. But... A lot of t cards will turn over between now and the end of the season. When you talk about Champions League, you talk about MLS Cup, and does this change expectations, things like that? Not your question, but one I've been getting. No. That's always been expectation. That's always been priority number one. Get into Champions League, win trophies. Get into Champions League, win trophies. So really unfortunate we're not still fighting for uh, the Open Cup, but we still have two things out there, Supporter Shield and MLS Cup, both of which get us into... Champions League, which is the, the goal of this team. We want this club to be in Champions League. We want to beat the Galaxy. We want to beat Club America. We want to win the Supporters' Shield, and we want to win MLS Cup. Those expectations would have been the same if you asked me a month ago than if you asked me today. All we are confident about now is that these additions will help us to that end. It's a whirlwind, certainly, and that was probably the right answer. And we're so excited because we get to cover this whirlwind, which is as good as it gets. And Book ended in here from the end of the season, from where we are now, is the World Cup, which LAFC is going to be predominantly involved in. Um, how do you see the build-up there? How does it change what would be a normal season to a World Cup year where LAFC players, which now includes Gareth Bale, will be there? Yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, the rhythm of the year is different with a November World Cup. And I was very, not, not vocal as though I actually have a platform, but in my own head... I was very anti this shift of a World Cup from summer, and I'm the purest I needed to be June. Lesson learned that I don't think we're signing either of these two guys if that weren't the case. So less, lesson learned. No, I think what will be interesting is you see that the buildup to the World Cup, obviously I see it as a hugely positive thing is because hopefully with where we are, our guys are getting accustomed to real do-or-die games as they prepare for the World Cup. We've got some young guys that we think will be involved as well as Gareth um, and some others. So we're really excited as to what the World Cup will mean for 
LAFC now. And then we also think you talk about think about the future. How exciting is this going to be four years from now with the growth of the sport in this country and all the exciting news that's happening, not just at LAFC, but across the league and the real momentum that we're seeing built ahead of 26. Let's have a lunch in 2026 and laugh about the process. We'll go, hey, remember back then we did that interview in 95 degrees in the Los Angeles next to Alhambra? Feels like more than 95 degrees. <laughs> what are you two are paying? All right. Max is on it. <laughs> okay, John Thorrington, always so gracious. We appreciate your time joining us here on Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Back here on Inside LAFC, the MVP podcast. You see him, you know him, you love him. Carlos Vela, and it's great news, Carlitos. You are a Los Angelino for real now. Another 18 months here with LAFC. How does that make you feel? Yeah, honestly, I'm really happy because I love to be here. I love to be in this club with our fans, enjoy every time I play in the bank. And in the end, the most important goal I still have in there like, is win trophies with this club. So I come to John and say, like, give, me, give me more time. I need to win some trophies, and after that, maybe I retire or let's see what we can do. But first, Keep going here, keep enjoying, and, and win trophies. You've been around a lot of players, so the motivation, you know, each player has different motivation. Some guys got to get angry. Some guys, it's about different things. For you, it's always seemed to be about you are at your best when you're your happiest. Um, and like I hear you say, you know, I'm happy. So is that is that you? That's the Carlos that we know and love is when you're happy, that's when we see the guy that, that does the great things on the pitch. Yeah, of course. When you left the pressure out, like the problems out, and you are in a good shape, in a good way in your life you are enjoying to come here every day everything comes easy so you can show your things when you are happy so in that part now i'm really happy so i hope from here to the end we can do better things we can keep going in the top of the of the league and of course in playoff finally we can i hope we can win a trophy How's your game changed a little bit? We know in 2019 with the 34 goals, but you had a great game against the Red Bulls, putting the ball over the top to Chicharango, getting teammates involved, playing in different positions. How has your, your game changed over the years? I mean, the most important is bring everything to the, to the team, to the teammates, like put the effort first, like everybody have to put the effort. But after that, it's like you have to see what you have around and try to make them better. So in the end, nobody can win a game by yourself. So you have to try to involve your teammate to see like Chicho's good finishing. So, okay, let's put the ball there and he will do the rest. So I'm trying to, to make everybody happy and doing my best. That doesn't matter if I have to play striker in the wing, in the midfield. So with the new guys also, maybe we have to fix some some things but in the end the important is win games be close to win trophies so that's our goal and that's my goal do the best for for this club we, we spoke to john he said you could play five different positions could you do more than five positions i think i can play in 11 positions <laughs> i told him i told him you, I told you could play six and he was like okay i can play also defender maybe i will be more attacker defender but i can be there so i will start to go dropping a little bit <laughs> in the next few years but i mean i can as long do as it. i can do it your feet. yeah yeah i can i can do it you will see okay does it does it feel different like you, you going through this whole process you were very professional about it and you you're honest and frank about it you said you know it's happening i'm but i'm here to play when it, week in and week out and then when the paper signed i'll play where i'm signing my paper but now that the signature is done do you do you feel a little different that you're continuing your relationship not different but 
I'm more happy, of course, when you are playing, but you are like not sure if you will still hear, or you have to. In your head, you know how the head. Like many things are happening every time, and you are thinking like, hey, if you don't sign here, I have to take care of myself. I don't get injury, or start to see where my family will be happy, schools and stuff. So you have many things in your mind, and you are not fully in. To nothing now right now after deal is done I know I will be here my ha my family is happy I'm happy so my only focus my only goal is enjoy here play good win games win trophies so that is what we, I will do your Giorgio Chiellini Gareth Bale coming here your reaction when you heard they were coming and uh, your emotions about being able to play in particular with Gareth Bale you'll be shoulder to shoulder a lot yeah, it was a surprise because in the end you heard many things like, oh, this player is coming, the other player is coming. But, you know, that kind of players, everybody wants that player. So you hear like, oh, maybe it's coming. It's like, okay, but other 50 teams want it as well. So it's hard to really believe like it's happening, but now we have it here. So the only thing we can do is like bring the best for them to bring to into the team be good with him and just let it say like come on enjoy and do your thing so, so, what do you like to battle you go, hey enjoy it. of course it's like club it's city. LA, this club you just come here with a smile enjoy <laughs> and the rest is come love it i love it when he plays happy and yeah family, like you said your family's happy i know that that's important too it's it's of course good to hear that they're happy and like you said when you're in that period where you're like, I don't know, it's all up in the air. It's nice that not only your peace of mind, but your family's peace of mind. And I think it's going to show. It's going to show on the pitch. It of really course, will. of course. From here to the end, you will see a good thing from from me, from the club, from the team. And let's do let's do our job and win the trophy. When you that means you and I have to. Pick I, I, it up. Yes, of course. Of course That's of course. what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely, the captain. Definitely. How has this, this season been? Because at the end of last season, uh, obviously not making the playoffs, and a lot of changes, new faces from goalkeeper to the midfield. Uh, how did you see, how has it been for you working with this new group, and which is still going to change a little bit here in the next couple of weeks? I mean, when you have a, a big change, always is like excitement to see like what we can happen, how we will play, how we'll be with the new coaches and teammates and stuff. But when you see the group and the staff, the coaches, how cool they are, how easy it is to be here, it's like, okay, everything will be well. So when you see the flow, you see everybody's happy every morning, every every training, every game, like we have a good feeling. We good have energy here. Yeah. Really good dancing. Like, yeah. When you see the energy is going well, everything is cool. So the rest is easy. Like I play easy. I play like happy every time. Doesn't matter who is in the field. Like that's how I'm on TV. I like to be happy. Feel like yeah, exactly. I saw your boss got like, oh, they're happy. I have to be here. So <laughs> that's why I come to you, to you. Wait, one really serious question before you go. Am I allowed to wear my Juventus jersey? Because if you say no, I can't. I won't wear it here anymore. Because I know we we ran into each other in the meal room, and you were like, I don't know. So you give me the final verdict. You say no on here, then I look. I've been here for four years. <laughs> you got him angry. Great. Put my jersey first, and then you can put the Juventus or Wilds or Madrid. That doesn't matter. Put my first. Okay. And then the rest you can do it. Deal.
He's a captain. Got him angry yeah, after he was so happy. Well, we wanted he's to get happy. we wanted to get every player at LAFC on the show before we said Carlos. I said, Carlos, can you be patient with us and we'll get him. We'll get. I told you we'd get around to you. Yeah, you tell me like you have to sign first and then you can come to the to the show. Yeah, just in case we gotta, so gotta go through some. There's, there's a protocol. There's a, you it know, is, gotta it sign is. it. <laughs> it's great to talk with you, and we're look, we're so excited to see you uh, for the rest of the season and next season as well, and maybe the year after that. But we'll talk about that later. We will talk about that. Talk about that later. Easily. Slowly, slowly. <laughs> what what a show. Inside LAC, Max and Vince podcast. We thank Carlos. We thank John Thorrington. Rate, review, download, subscribe. We'll be back. You don't want to miss a minute of what's happening at this club. <laughs>